0: Hello, friends, and welcome to Men Do Disney, episode 122, Would You Rather? My name is Pete, and joining me tonight are Matt.
1: What's up, everybody?
0: And Tom. Hey, how are you doing? We're through guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation, as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. Would you rather?
2: Yeah, you know, I think we have had some really positive messages on the last episode, which was keep, lose, change. And we're kind of going down the same route. I and mean, we had some funny DMs where people actually gave us scenarios and we responded to those. And this is kind of in the same the same realm, but uh, we've I, the guys here have been really creative with some of their would you, would-you-rather thoughts here.
0: I, I was going to say, like, the... They started off like really lighthearted, like, hey, would you rather ride this ride or this ride? And they got brutal at the end.
1: I love how Tom basically just said, so the guys have come up with some real creative things that are kind of, you know, out there. He didn't he didn't put himself in there at all. But don't you guys worry, Tom is responsible for a couple of these really, really crazy ones.
0: So I don't know if you guys saw that the uh Reopen Florida Commission did release their report uh, with with their recommendations for theme parks. It looks like they're going to be limited capacity, six feet in lines, all that kind of reduced capacity at restaurants. All, everything we kind of expected. Sanitizing ride vehicles, that that sort of thing. I mean, Tom, how are you feeling about uh, a trip in June right now? Knowing that you know we're we're probably not going to have everything open, and chance we don't we get down there, we don't even get into the parks.
2: Yeah. So here's kind of my thought on that, Pete. I was talking to my wife about it earlier because we're, we're certainly following this closely with the annual passes. We want to understand it. Are they going to extend them even during this You know, 50% capacity because I don't know how you account for annual passes. If you're going to do that, I think you, I think you have to say it's only going to be hard ticketed people we're going to let in. And in my opinion, you you should probably still continue to ban the, not ban, but uh, not allow annual pass holders in the parks uh, would be my guess how that's going to transpire. And Pete, if that's the case, you know, three fourths of the uh, of the trip in June. The folks that were going are current annual pass holders. I know you have tickets that you were going to convert to an annual pass, but they would show in Disney's system as a as a, a ticket.
0: Correct. Correct. Do we really want to go down there and you know not have everything open? Not have restaurants open. Not have fireworks. Not have you know World Showcase open. You know, and again, no no official opening date has been announced yet. Nothing like that, but uh, something definitely to think about.
1: When you talk about you know six feet apart, social distancing, and all of that kind of thing, one of the things that did perk my interest, and I wonder what Disney would do with this this route here, is fast passes. I mean, if you if you're still six feet apart in a fast pass line, and there's only fifty percent of people in the park this might be a prime time to go if you're not very worried about that situation. So I wonder what how that would change because that was a very broad set of directives that you gave for theme parks, Pete. But Disney has so many elements that play into this. Single rider line, standby, fast pass, dinner reservations.
0: I can tell you just from booking fast passes for June that there's there's they're limiting the severely limiting the amount of fast passes that they're giving out. Uh, because we got on, I mean, I got on at 7 a.m., exactly 60 days before our trip, actually 61 days before our trip, because we're going down the night before. And there was almost no availability at all at at any of the parks. I mean, I wasn't able to get anything at Magic Kingdom two days. Animal Kingdom, my fast passes were questionable. I didn't even try at Hollywood Studios because the earliest fast passes I could find at Hollywood Studios for anything was two or three o'clock in the afternoon. And we're talking 63 days, 64 days out from the trip.
1: Which I think does bring in an interesting dynamic. Because, I mean, assuming that, you know, Tom, you and the other annual park holders can go on, on this trip that, you know, you're talking about right now. Is this an opportunity to go to parks that aren't the Magic Kingdom? You know, 50% at Animal Kingdom or 50% at Epcot or 50% at Hollywood Studios. You know, Magic Kingdom has probably the more more attractions to spread that 50% out over if you're talking about not being able to get fast passes. So I guess I wonder if you feel like there's any strategy here to, you know, working your way into other parks, maybe doing a park hopper option and saying, I'm going to go hit these things now. And then, you know, try and find the best time for standby. Cause that's where you're, you're kind of at right now. Where do I want to wait and stand by?
0: I guess that's the question though, is if, if you're talking about reduced capacity, I mean, these parks are going to be full by 9am. You're not going to be able to park hop, right? Because you, if you leave Magic Kingdom, every other park's at capacity. You're not going to be able to park hop to any other park. So that that really worries me because we you know we had a day of park hopping planned, where we were going to start at one park and go to another park. And if we're not able to do that, it kind of kills the trip, right?
2: <clears throat> yeah, Pete. We had at least one day of park hopping for sure planned. That last day, I think it's just it was just you and I that were had we had late flights. And I mean, I know we were going to start in Animal Kingdom, but who knows where. <laughs> Where we did I mean, we we kind of said, hey, we may leave Animal Kingdom and do something else. And so, you know, my wife and I have uh, talked about a June trip as well, and what is that going to look like? I'm not going to go down to Disney if there's any risk that I won't be able to get in. It's just too far of a trip to to spend the money on a hotel and not and not get into the park. Um, but I I think again, Disney's going to restrict it. I don't foresee them saying, hey, first 50 percent free for all. I, I either think they're going to say. I, I truthfully believe they're going to say no annual pass holders uh, during phase one.
0: All right. Well, with that, let's, uh, let's pause for just a second here to uh, hear from our sponsor, Kingdom Strollers.
3: So your family is coming to Orlando. And the thought of lugging your stroller onto the plane isn't your idea of fun. But you're smart enough to know that conquering the theme parks of Orlando without a stroller for your kids could be a vacation killer. As parents ourselves, we get it. Then, choose from helpful free accessories like cooler bags and rain covers. It couldn't be easier. If you have any questions or concerns, you can check our FAQ page or just give us a call. We are always ready to answer your questions. Once you've placed your reservation, there's nothing left to do except count down the days until you're in sunny Florida. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and book your stroller or crib from Kingdom Strollers today.
0: <laughs> all right, guys. Well, let's uh, let's get started with some of these. Let, and I kind of want to try to like do these easy ones first. Uh, I don't know how easy any of these are, but uh, we'll, we'll get we'll, we'll save the more brutal ones for uh, for later.
2: Well, Pete, I can I can lead off with what I think is an easy one. This is not Disney related. It is Disney podcast related because we're all sitting here on um, Skype, so everyone can see each other. And I've taken, you know, I did a beard. It looked terrible during this quarantine. And so I, I, when I was shaving the beard, the way I shaved it, I left a mustache. And I was going to shave the mustache, and I was like, this is so hilarious. I have to keep it. And so we have a would you rather have a mustache like Tom or a soul patch? So that's, that's an easy one. I'll let them answer that. Obviously, I'd rather have a mustache like myself. For me, I think I'd just see what a mustache
1: on you looks like. And knowing I have to have Tom's mustache, I'm gonna choose a soul patch because I just I'll take the the, the unknown over the known at this point.
0: Yeah, I, I I think I'm same page. I'm I'm doing a soul patch rather than rather than what's on your face right now.
1: I think I'd take any facial hair over what's on Tom Tom's face. I might even
2: shave my head. Shave my eyebrows even. I don't well, you have shaved your eyebrow before. I don't think I don't think the Skype does it justice. I think it looks much better in real person, in in real life, in person. If we weren't doing the social distancing jazz, uh, maybe we could meet up somewhere so you guys could see the mustache. Talk about trimming some eyebrows. <laughs> I think you need to trim yours because it just looks like you have three mustaches on your face. Okay, let's get to let's get to the episode here, uh, Pete. I don't know. Maybe why don't you ask the first the first real question for us?
0: All right. I think this is a good one. Would you rather sit on the right side of Splash Mountain every time you rode it for your whole trip or ride Cali River Rapids once?
1: I'll go first here. I'm going to ride Splash Mountain and be on the right side of Splash Mountain every single time because at least I get to ride Splash Mountain. I mean, I'm guaranteed to get wet on Cali River Rapids, I feel like. And I'm guaranteed to get kind of wet on Splash Mountain. It's more the irritating kind of wet. But at least I get to ride Splash Mountain over and over again.
0: I was going to say it depends on what time of year it is, but really it doesn't depend on what time of year it is because Cali River Rapids is not not a real great ride. So, yeah, absolutely. I'd rather ride Splash Mountain and sit on the right side. It Depending on how heavy they're running that, that waterfall, you might get just as wet there as you do on Cali River.
2: Okay, so I'm going to take a different angle here. One, the question was would you rather sit on the right side of Splash Mountain every day of your trip? That means you're going to Magic Kingdom every day of your trip. And so that's one angle that I'm a little worried about. However, Cali River Rapids to me is such a bad attraction that I don't ever want to ride it once. So that's what I'm struggling with, but I'm going to pick Cali River Rapids once because it doesn't mean that I can't ride Splash Mountain and it doesn't necessarily mean that I won't be on the right side of Splash Mountain, but it does mean that I don't have to go to Magic Kingdom every single day to at least ride Splash Mountain on the right side and then park hop elsewhere to where I'll already be soaking wet and have to park hop. So maybe I overthought that, but I'm going to take Cali River Rapids once.
1: I like the thought. All right. Fair enough. So the next one I have here is another kind of a light one. I I don't think this one's too serious, but would you rather be stuck on It's a Small World all day or have to walk through the Swiss Family
2: Robinson Treehouse all day? This is just terrible. I mean, all day? Do I I get to leave, I guess, to use the restroom and get food? Exactly, but you're staying. Do I have to stay in Adventureland for my food? Because I I think I can probably find better food in Fantasyland, but I would go absolutely bonkers with small world music? So I think there's a couple of
1: things you have to keep
2: in mind here. Like, and Pete, before you answer, I want to give you
1: all my thought process on it. And, I, and then I'll answer last. It's a small world would be ridiculous. And I guess I didn't put the parameters around here. You have to wait in the standby line to get on. It's a small world the entire time. We can't just ride it nonstop. But if Swiss Family Robinson, you don't have to wait at all, but you got to climb up and down. I mean, it's a full body workout. So I guess I wonder what your What's your answer is now, Pete?
0: I'm going small world. At least you get a break small world. You get to sit down for a little bit. I mean, Swiss Family Robinson, like, yeah, I'm going small world.
2: I mean, I hope, we, I hope our listeners understand there is not a correct answer here. They're both terrible. I'm going to pick small world as well, but that's more my laziness coming into play. Uh, I hadn't thought about climbing the steps, and there's a chance when I get really tired on the way down that I slip and fall and injure someone else. And so I'm gonna take Small World. I'm gonna go.
1: I think you
0: could probably sue Disney, though, right? I
2: think they. I think there might be a limit on
1: how many times you can go up and down Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse before they tell you you can't anymore. But I'm, I'm gonna go Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse, and mainly because I feel like I have more of an opportunity to talk to people and people watch and meet meet new people and get exercise the entire time. And it's a small world. Like, I guess I could try and you know cover my ears like to the best of my ability, but. It wouldn't be good at all. Like I would, can you imagine trying to go to sleep that night after riding? It's a small world all day.
2: I don't know if I'll even be able to make it to the bus transportation if I have to do Swiss Family Robinson all day. I mean, I still have to walk out of the park and then stand in a bus line because I'm there all day. You can get a wheelchair? If I can get a wheelchair and have someone push me, I'm doing Swiss Family Robinson. If that's even possible.
0: Uh, let's 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 move on. This is a fun one. All right. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I use that. I use fun uh, anyway. Actually, it's, this is a pretty easy one. I think. Would you rather ride Navi River Journey or watch Rivers of Light?
2: Uh, so here's why. I, if if you would have pa- if we could have paired like ride Navi River Journey and have to do Cali River Rapids or watch Rivers of Light, I think it's more difficult. I'm picking riding Navi River Journey because it's really short. One of the downfalls of it actually is how short it is. But well,
0: okay, let me change it up just a little bit. Would you rather wait in line for and ride Navi River Journey or watch Rivers of Light? And we're talking like, you know, the standard 35, 45 minute wait.
2: Yeah, so now now we're now it's actually longer to do Navi River Journey. <laughs> so I have to wait standby for it. So I, I've never waited standby for Navi River Journey. I, I haven't have, either. I have done a fast pass, and this is a really cool story, real quick. First time I went to Disney with Pandora open. I elected to get a Flight of Passage Fast Pass. Got a second Flight of Passage Fast Pass. Really bummed out I hadn't ridden Navi River Journey. Didn't have time to do it. And a guy heard me talking to my wife and mom about this, and came up and said, "Hey, we have three Fast Passes. We're not going to use them uh, here. Why don't you have these so you have a chance to ride it?" So kind of cool story there. But I think I I think I'd still rather do Navi River Journey because I haven't seen the queue and. You know, it's still an attraction. Rivers of Light is just terrible.
1: I do I do Rivers of Light. I, I do Rivers of Light. And I I would do Rivers of Light just because when Pete added that waiting into the standby line aspect to it. I mean are you saying that I have to get a like a, a good spot for Rivers of Light? Do I need to get there forty five minutes early and like like so I'm just walking <laughs> up watching <laughs> yeah. it for
0: sixteen yeah, can-
1: I'm just watching it for sixteen minutes and I'm done. Like I can do anything else I want to do. <laughs> like I think that's like that's it for me. I mean, 100%. I,
0: I think I'm riding Navi River Journey. Same reason. Rivers Lake's just terrible. I'd rather wait in that line. It's At least you're in Pandora.
2: I mean, I can play on my phone, during it. Some people are at... Uh, no, no, you have to watch it. No phone. No, no, no. Some people are are, are at home. Obviously, we're in quarantine, so probably not driving around listening, or right? Maybe at the gym whatever, or at their home gym listening and thinking... Oh, I'd ride an Ivy River journey so I could ride other attractions while Rivers of Light is showing, which is a good thought process for most nighttime shows. But Rivers of Light attracts a negative crowd six
0: people, seven so, people, something like that.
2: Yeah. All it does is make it more crowded by Expedition Everest because people are like, Ooh, what's this? Oh, terrible show. Let's hop in line at Expedition Everest. Staying with Animal Kingdom, and I need to, I need to, I wrote this one out for the group. So I need to explain my thought here. So the question is Would you rather spend an evening in Animal Kingdom? No fast passes, so no guarantee on rides. And be forced to watch Rivers of Light or spend an evening at Disney Springs. And when I say no guarantee on rides, Pete, I know, has been in Animal Kingdom before when when you can't get any fast passes. So no guarantee on rides. Spend the evening there. No guarantee on rides. Have to watch Rivers of Light or spend an evening at Disney Springs. Quick clarification. Quick clarification. What time does the evening begin and what time does the park close? I mean, just when would you typically go to Disney Springs?
0: Five, six.
2: So, you're either at Disney Springs from six to eight, or you're or five to eight, or you're at Animal Kingdom from five to eight. You can't go to Disney Springs after Animal Kingdom.
1: I think the big question here is, what can you accomplish in three hours at Animal Kingdom? That's that's worth giving up sitting down in a restaurant, eating some food. You know, spending some money. I guess might be one negative side to it, but
0: but you could accomplish a lot. I mean, I was able to get. Three fast passes to flight a passage in a row when I was solo. But then I've also been at Animal Kingdom and was not able to get a single fast pass. So it's it's really really hit or miss.
1: I think I think what's important there is maybe some a clarification on this point, Tom. Are you by yourself in either situation? Because if I'm with a group of friends, I'm definitely definitely going to pick Disney Springs. I think we'll all have a better chance of having fun. As opposed to like Pete said, when he was by himself and he was able to get Fast Passes because he was one person, it's a lot easier to get Fast Passes as one person than you know getting a book of them or a group of them.
2: I mean, yeah, whatever whatever your trip is, I, however you think of your
1: trip, I, I don't know. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take Disney Springs. So I can't imagine myself going to the parks by myself for just three hours, especially at night.
0: I would I would do Animal Kingdom uh, because you you do have the chance to get on. Some decent rides, but you've also got maybe not Rainforest Cafe anymore, depending on if it reopens or not. But you've got Tiffins, you've got you know you've got places you can go at Animal Kingdom. Now you so, go to Satuli Canteen.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm actually also picking Animal Kingdom here, as much as I don't like I I, I kind of mess around at River Light. It's not as bad as I make it sound, but I Pete, I, kind of to your point, if you are with a group of people, either one would be a fun route because you don't have to. You're walking in with no fast passes, but there's a lot to do in Animal Kingdom that I don't think people talk about. There are some cool lounges, there are some—I mean, the outdoor bar by Expedition Everest is actually a fun place to hang out. You have Satuli Canteen as a quick service option, and then you have some pretty good restaurants if you could land those. Uh, just make sure your reservations early enough for you to make that Rivers of Light. Uh, so I'm going to go Animal Kingdom <laughs> and be forced to ride, uh, forced to watch Rivers of Light. as is, well. Is here. there
0: a Rivers of Light dining package you could you could do? I think there I, is
2: I, I'd rather I'd rather eat chalk Than pay <laughs> A dining package For Rivers of Light
1: Alright I, th- I think this is the last Rivers of Light One we have here So I'm gonna try And knock it out While we're on the subject um, Would you rather No parades Slash nighttime shows At any park Or only have Rivers of Light So it's
0: It's tough No this, this is Tough What are you talking about Tough No This isn't tough Rivers of Light sucks <laughs>
1: No, so I, that, that that was
2: a quick one
0: <laughs> i i don't think this I, I mean i'd rather have nothing i mean
2: nothing so i either get nothing or just rivers of light
0: that's correct
2: i, I don't know i mean i might pick rivers of light because then people would want to go watch it because it's the only nighttime show so then you'd have like a chance to really hit some attractions but this is a lose
0: lose yeah I mean, yeah it's a tough one and I'm i think i'll pick
2: on the nothing i'm gonna pick nothing and this is a terrible question pete On the flip side of
1: this, I feel like if there was no other nighttime parades or shows, then they'd have to really invest in Rivers of Light and make it a lot better. So I'm hoping that's the case. But I think Pete kind of wrote this question with current Rivers of Light in mind forever and all time and
2: never changing or updating. So this is such a bad one. I mean, I'm looking at this just... I think it's kind of funny. We all put these, we were putting these together as a group, but not really talking much. And so we're all kind of on a different spot in this Microsoft Word document or Google Docs. It's really funny how many rivers of light, like we all don't like rivers of light because we all had it in some of our own scenarios. So that's uh, that's kind of funny. I, the next question I think we could probably spend some time talking on, so I'm going to go ahead and ask it. This is one that we debated on the length of time, but then we just got crazy at the end. Would you rather only eat quick service meals for every meal of your trip or for every meal at Disney World for the rest of your life or only eat table service meals for every meal at Disney World the rest of your life. So that means breakfast, lunch, dinner, you can, there, there's no like grab a quick snack. If you're going to eat breakfast, you're going to get a quick service or you're going to get a table service. And that is staying with you for lunch and for dinner, same same kind of deal. This is so meat gut reaction. People are like, "Oh, table service is better food." but you're dedicating so much time and that's so much food. And then you're like quick service for the rest of my life. Yeah. And money, right? I see Matt making the money symbol. So then you're like, okay, quick service. We'll get in and out. There's pretty good quick service restaurants to canteen being the flagship quick service restaurant. But then you're, then you're missing out on all the signature dining. You have, you, you, you have your kids with you, no character dining. This is, and this is for the rest of your life. We were going to do it just for one trip, but like I said, it changed so the rest of your life. Would you rather eat quick service for every meal at Disney or table service for every meal at Disney? Do you want to go, Pete? I might need time to think, but if you're not ready, I
1: can wing it.
0: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with quick service. And I'm gonna go with quick service just because of the time commitment. You well, know, I say that, but no, you know what? I'm gonna change. I'm gonna change. I'm gonna go with table service because I go to Disney World enough now that Spending an hour and a half or two hours on a meal is is worth it to me. And if, you know, if, if I miss a fast pass or two, so be it, right? And, and, and think about this. You can eat your breakfast before the park opens, right? You can get into the park early, Garden Grill or uh, Crystal Palace or what have you, Tusker House. You can eat your lunch at an off time and you can have a super late dinner at park close and you're not wasting any time. Right. So it's just expensive at that point.
1: I have, a, I have a question for Thomas and maybe it's a clarification. And then I want to give my response. What happens if I choose to eat breakfast or dinner outside of the park? Like I actually leave Walt Disney property or I'm not or I'm in, I'm in the resort. So if I'm, in, if I'm in a Disney resort, can I eat, you know, eat an apple and eat a banana and then go to the... Is it only in the parks or is it on Disney property?
2: I think it's on Disney property. So if you want to get in your car at 5 a.m., drive to Chick-fil-A and go eat a Chick-fil-A biscuit and then drive back on Disney property, I think that's total fair game. Okay. So that really doesn't really change my answer. But I guess I don't, to, I, I don't eat breakfast. So I, I'm not saying you have to eat breakfast.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I, I was just point of clarification because, you know, when you're playing these games, like, you know, you want all the de- you want all the information. But I'm going to go table service. And it's for the, the sole reason that I plan to take my kids to Disney World often in the future. I plan to make it at least an annual trip, if not, you know, semi-annual in the future. And I, I don't want to, you know, shortchange them of an experience like I had at Cinderella's Royal Table, you know, when I went with my family and knew I wanted to go back there. And I don't want to shortchange them for character breakfast or, you know, just the the best meals because we don't, we're probably not going to eat like that even in our hometown, like those really nice meals that Disney can provide. So I want the vacation to be meaningful. If it means that we miss a fast pass or, you know, our trips a little bit, you know, more days than we initially planned, I'd almost want to budget for that to get the whole experience because we can have quick service anywhere, but they're... It hurts, though, because I love Pecos Bill Cafe and I love, you know, a lot of a lot of like quick service places that, you know, in a pinch or even not a pinch. I, I plan to go to when I'm at Disney World, which makes it tough because I'm giving up a lot. But I, I think I'm thinking about my total experience overall and having better food and, you know, making arrangements around the
2: time constraints. Yes. Yeah, so in it, it depends of what light I think of this question. So we've been for, I've been fortunate enough to have a lot of different type Disney trips. I've had them with my wife, with my family, with my wife's family. Uh, we we got a group of buddies who likes to go. So it kind of depends. Like when it was just my wife and I, we we can do Disney both ways. But it's nice to have a a nice dinner at California Grill. You know I would have to give that up. But when it's you know just a few of your buddies and you're trying to and you're trying to knock out every attraction at Disney World. I, you won't. You really only want to eat quick service because you're. It's all about time. It's one about. I mean, I don't have an unlimited budget either, so it's about money too. But I think you have to go table service here. And I'm actually going to take a different angle. Like if I'm going to eat a big table service breakfast so like Chef Mickey's, I'm probably skipping lunch that day because I'm not going to be that hungry. Now, Pete, I like what you're saying because I've done the, I've done the dinner at close. I actually did dinner at Cinderella's Royal Table after the fireworks last trip. That's a really late dinner. I mean, I was ready to fall asleep at the table, but I didn't miss anything. I mean, I did. I watched the fireworks and then went in the castle. So I'm going to go table service as well. But this is a tricky question. Really quick, before we move on from here, just yes or no quickly, guys. I feel
1: like my choice changed from when I first saw this question to when I answered the question. I would have picked table service, you know, just off the cuff. What about you guys? Or I'm sorry, quick
2: service, quick service, quick service.
0: Yeah, my mind my changed in the middle of what I was saying, right? So,
2: I think you two kind of talking through. I mean, I was already thinking of the reasons of, you know, Pete tells a story at Tony's Town Square, like that wouldn't happen. Pete's already talking about taking his daughter and all the, I mean, character meet and greets is a really important part of his trip. That wouldn't be able to happen. So, th- that's kind of what I started thinking about.
0: All right, I like this one. Would you rather enter the park at rope drop and leave at lunchtime? or enter the park after lunch and stay till close and this means you're not going to another park right no no, no. that's that's your park experience for the day
1: i'll, I'll go really quick cuz it's not going to take long i'm going to enter at lunchtime and stay stay till close just cuz i think there's more opportunity to do things
0: i i'm the opposite i'm going to enter at rope drop because i feel like if you're going in at rope drop you get you know that 20 30 minutes you can hit two or three attractions Bang out your fast passes. Get a, get a decent amount done before lunchtime. And and the crowds always seem heaviest. You know, that kind of one, two, three o'clock, four o'clock, that that's when the crowds always seem heaviest. So for me, I'm going in I'm going in early, I'm leaving at lunchtime.
2: All right. So one part about this question. Like on the on the stay till close, you could hop in line at seven doors, for example, one minute before park closes, and you get like a free hour. Now, it's a free hour of sitting in a queue, but you know what I mean. You get to walk down Main Street that evening virtually empty. But if I'm not at Magic Kingdom, certainly I want to go at Rope Drop because you can finish. I'm pretty sure you can finish Animal Kingdom. And depending on when you get your boarding pass, you can finish Hollywood Studios by lunch. And well, then you Tom, open it, how
0: long did it? How long did it take us at Animal Kingdom? We rode Expedition Everest like 14 times and did everything else before 11 o'clock.
2: Yeah, I mean, we were we were debating on what to do. Pete got a uh, a cookie and a beer, right? It was a cookie and a beer, (laughs) cookie and
0: a beer, yeah, like ten thirty a.m.
2: So here's here's I'm probably gonna go. I initially was with Matt here. I was middle of the day, stay till close for sure. I'm a night owl. I get to sleep in. But hearing you guys answer it and start to think more, there's a lot to do outside of the parks at Disney that I now have kind of discovered. And so you could enter at park at rope drop. You could leave at lunchtime. Eat a, eat a good, eat a, go eat somewhere in a resort. A good lunch. You could go back to your resort, take a nap, and then go to Disney Springs. You could go to Trader Sam's. You could go to the, you know, the boardwalk. There's a lot to do. So I'm gonna go enter the park at Rub Drop and leave at lunchtime. I think what's interesting
1: here is we've kind of changed the game, and we, like we said, we were kind of doing this on the on the fly here. We're 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 bouncing between forever and just a trip. And I guess like I was still in forever mode and I want my kids to see the fireworks. I want my kids to see that kind of stuff. But if we're just talking for a trip, like if I have to make that decision for a one-time trip, yeah, I'm going to go at rope, rope drop and then I'm going to go enjoy the rest of my day. I think that I was in the mindset earlier of forever. And if we're talking forever, I think I'm still going to do, you know, come in in the in the evening or the, you know, lunchtime. Because I, I think you get more time in the park if you come in at lunchtime, really. If you're talking more time in the park and you can plan your fast passes around that, you know, you know, you're only looking for fast passes at that late window. Now, how how lucky you're going to get in getting them is another another question altogether. Um, The next one I have here for us um, and I see it highlighted. And this is going to be probably a quick one. Would you rather ride Mission Space all day or ride the mad teacups all day? (laughs)
0: I don't think anyone wants to answer this, really.
1: I'll answer really quick. I'll do teacups just because at least I'll have fresh air and I'll be outside and not in an enclosed space.
0: i mean i I've almost gotten sick riding the teacups once. Like I can't imagine being on this like six, seven, eight, twelve, twenty seven times. But at the same time, is mission space really any better?
2: All right, so again, I get to ride I have to ride it all day. I I get to leave for bathroom breaks and and to go get something to eat. Be careful yeah. what you eat, because <laughs> I'm in Epcot, so I'm probably gonna go get a blood orange margarita. Truthfully, which isn't gonna help the situation. But here's the thing: on teacups, you can control, you can control your teacup, but it's it's not that much fun. Mission space is more fun, but it's it's intense. I mean, two two or three times in a row, and I'm like, I'm done for the day. Like I don't want to. And then and then I. I inevitably make it back there near park close and do it again. But
1: so after the fifth time riding mission space, like, are you still clicking the buttons? Like when it's your turn to do something? So y- yes, because I'm going
2: to sit in a different seat each time. So it's going to be a totally different experience. You know, that's why I said fifth.
0: <laughs> I, I think for me, I'm going to, I'm going to ride mission space because think about the teacups. You get off the teacups, you walk right around and you're back in the queue and you're back on the ride. And there's typically not that long of a queue for the teacups. So you're like, you're pounding out rides, right? I mean, you're back to back to back. Mission space, you get off, you've got kind of a long walk all the way down that hallway back back out to the exit, and then you've got to walk all the way back in. So at least you're spacing out your trips a little bit. And you've got two options. You've got the the orange team and the green team to choose from there.
2: Okay, so I'm picking mission space as well for kind of a different reason. (laughs) Teacups is out in the open, and... I would have never seen someone throw up from the teacups, but it would be a pretty demoralizing scene for a grown man to get off the teacups and puke into those bushes where they do the meet and greets in front of everyone in a park. They don't serve alcohol in, but people throw up on mission space all the time. And if you are going to throw up, I get really hot when I throw up and mission space has that AC down low. So I'd at least be more comfortable throwing up and it would be more park accepted to throw up on mission space. So I'm going to pick Mission Space for those reasons. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's good. <laughs> um, okay, I've got I've got one. I've got one for us. Matt has been talking about nighttime shows. We've talked about a lot of the, the fun things at Disney. I'm a huge fan of both these nighttime shows. I think I wish both of them were back. Uh, but the answer might be easier than I'd hoped. So here's the question. Would you rather have Wishes back or Spectro Magic? The parade. Spectra
1: Magic 100% for me. It just the nostalgia factor. It's something that my kids might not appreciate as much as I do, but to hell with them. I'm going to enjoy Spectra Magic every single time it comes down Main Street.
0: I agree with Spectra Magic, but it's because it's what we grew up with, I think. Right if if we hadn't started going to Disney until recently and wishes were was, was all that we knew, it it, it may be different.
1: I will say the wishes blew my mind the first
2: time. that's all it. So I hear what Pete's saying and I I understand it, I guess because Spectro magic was our childhood deal and we grew up with it and some people grew up with wishes. But I still think happily ever after has kind of filled that void for a nighttime fireworks show and Spectro magic would be something that the people that grew up with wishes they didn't have a nighttime parade per se so it would be so fresh and brand new to him that i think you bring spectro magic back and show it uh you know before before the fire before happily ever after and you're going to have a pretty a pretty packed house for it so I, and then me personally spectro magic for sure although i mean I, I would pick i would take wishes back in a heartbeat as well
1: for me it's just like since we started talking about this i've had the wishes song in my head just stuck And I've, like, been combining it with Spectra Magic. And I guess, like, a hope for me would be, like, can Disney ever create a parade and show that, you know, brings it all together? Because I didn't think Wishes was possible until the first time I saw it. I really didn't. I just thought it was going to be a parade forever and always and a fireworks show at the end of the night. But I I would love to see Disney find a way to make an interactive parade, show, fireworks, you know, everything on the castle that would really be entertaining for me and this thats not really a would you would you rather it's more of just a hope for the future i don't know what you guys think about that
2: i think for the purpose of this i want spectro magic back i agree if they could wrap it all into one it'd be awesome but bring spectro magic back and then just you still have happily ever after there so you still have your fireworks too it's not it's not a get wishes back or get spectro magic back and lose happily ever after you know we we still get that
0: we just need a parade right we need
2: a nighttime parade
0: uh, let's, let's get into some of these like more brutal. I, I feel like they're all getting brutal here. Um, okay. Would you rather only be able to ride bus transportation or only be able to ride Skyliner transportation? And, and that means if, if you pick Skyliner here, you're only going to the parks. Parks. I guess there's two of them that are serviced by the Skyliner.
2: We're not saying you can't walk. To Magic Kingdom or Animal Kingdom, but they're not very close. <laughs> I guess Epcot, but it's still Ep, Ep, Epcot to Magic Kingdom is not like a. So, it's not a short walk. So we're not allowing Ubers and people to drive their own no. car. Okay, no, no,
0: you, you, <laughs> you got to do this or walk.
2: You know, okay. So I'm just gonna say one quick thing, and then let's dive into it. I would be. I mean, I just am seeing myself in both scenarios. Like, riding the bus, I'd be driving past the Skyliner so envious that I couldn't ride the Skyliner. And then riding the Skyliner, I'd be so envious I couldn't get a just a, a lift to Animal Kingdom or to Magic Kingdom. Uh, so, those are my thoughts. And then let's answer it.
1: I think for me, it's definitely, I'm going to do bus transportation. I grew up, like, on the Disney buses. I don't have any, you know... Bad memories on the bus. I mean, I have tired memories on the bus, but I don't have bad memories on the bus. Like, I survived it. I still wish the Disney bus drivers would get more into what they used to do with, you know, trivia and all that. But that's not a a part of this question. I take the bus even if there was silence and no one was allowed to talk on the way home. Like, I do the buses just to see every park.
0: I would do the buses, too. um, And I only have one bad memory of the buses. And it was Tom's fault that I have the bad memory of the buses. Somehow we got on the bus to Saratoga Springs, and Tom swore up and down we were going to Disney Springs.
2: They should have made it more clear. We had had a long day, and I just saw the springs on the bus say, yeah, you guys, hop on, hop on. And I took us to the wrong resort. I actually ruined our evening. Like, we didn't even go to – we broke up as well, a group I think, then.
0: Uh, yeah, because it was – I mean, it was late. It was real late, and I was All tired.
2: Right. So I'm going to pick the Skyliner, and I know that's kind of crazy thought. Like, I saw Matt twist his head like you're going to miss magic kingdom and animal kingdom here's my reasoning the my worst bus experience happened two trips ago uh no last trip it's when the skyliner closed down uh, so that that's something that's i guess a variable i need to think about but what happened was the disney skyliner closed down so all the resorts that were serviced by the skyliner had to go to the bus systems those buses aren't necessarily set up at the same regularity as the other bus as the other resorts uh, so i had like a two-hour bus transportation wait because i was too stubborn to get an Uber. But anyway, I'm picking the Skyliner because I do think it's faster. I think it's a more comfortable way of transportation. And I could spend a whole Disney trip in Epcot and Hollywood Studios and have a really good time. And so uh, and it's just for a trip. It's not for my life. So I'm taking the Skyliner for one Disney trip. I love that. I, I don't I don't mind that at all.
1: Like you said, it's just one Disney trip and that'd be a lot of fun. Um, the next one we have here is a, a kind of a silly one. And this one was one of mine, so I'll go ahead and throw it out there. I'm directing this at Pete, I think, first, and then I want Tom's response. But would you rather give up Dole Whip for life or ice cream Mickey ears
0: for life? Mickey, come on, pre- Mickey premium bars. i never give up Dole Whip. So it, it, Look, the Mickey premium bars are good, but you can't tell me it's possible to eat one of them and not get chocolate and ice cream all over your hands.
2: I think I think I'm picking the Dole Whip, but can I still at least like buy a Mickey Premium Bar just to do the process and then throw it away? No, I'm not gonna eat it. Can't can't even look at it. Don't even look at it. Okay, I'll still I'll still take the Dole Whip. Although I I don't on, on a trip, uh, Pete, you can vouch for me here. I don't I don't get either of them when I go on a trip usually. All right, so I'm gonna yeah I I know Pete
1: knows it I know that um, I'm going to go with I'm gonna go with ice cream Mickey ears because sometimes like there's just something about having like ice cream and chocolate that just makes my day feel a little bit more refreshed. And I'm going to, I'm going to jump ahead really quick. I'm gonna do another one. Um, And I guess the one that I'm going to go with was, it was about eating. Yeah. It's actually right here. And we probably should have done this when we talked about fast passes earlier, but would you rather skip a day of fast passes or skip a day of eating in the parks? So you can't, you can't book any fast passes or you can't eat anything in the park. The entire day
2: i'm gonna i'm gonna break this down by park sure if it's epcot i'm skipping fast passes yep. if it's Agreed. animal kingdom i am skipping fast passes if it's magic kingdom i am skipping fast passes and if it's hollywood studios i'm skipping eating
1: i just wonder what you're gonna do in animal kingdom without fast passes
2: Sing, I'll do all the shows, and I'll do aside from Rivers of Light, I'm not going to do that. And I'll do uh, I'll do Single Rider, Everest, and I will rope
0: drop, flight of passage.
2: I, I would yeah rope drop a flight of passage or something like that. Now, one thing, like a little caveat here is you can still eat outside the park. You just got to leave the park to go do it. No, I still feel good with my answer because I think skipping Fast Pass in EPCOT doesn't hurt you at all. Definitely not. Don't skip eating there, and I think skipping skipping uh, eating in Hollywood Studios is the right way because you're going to have to have Fast Passes to nail that park.
0: I mean, I'm skipping eating everywhere but Epcot. I'll give up Fast Passes at Epcot because you got to eat at Epcot.
2: Pete, I want you to watch me eat my Satuli Canteen.
0: Mm, I didn't think about that.
2: <laughs> I think I think my big thing is just honestly like, how can I plan
1: my Fast Passes in a way that I could be fine avoiding food, if that makes sense? Like if I could play my fast passes in a time period where I could get out of the park and go eat something in a very nice, you know, restaurant that's off, you know, outside the park, I'd probably do that. But it's so it's it's so tough because I definitely like to eat and I definitely like my fast passes. Those are probably the two most valuable things in Disney World for me. Eating and fast passes.
0: All right. right. Well, uh, moving on. Would you rather (laughs) be kicked out of Disney World forever? (laughs) or never be able to have a drink at epcot.
1: well if i say my two most valuable resources are food and fast passes, alcohol and disney world is number 3. so this one's tough but i just i just wouldn't drink in epcot and still be to, still be able to go to disney world i guess.
2: yeah I, I mean i can't not go to disney world. i probably wouldn't go to epcot very much anymore. though i, I i'd spend a lot more time in hollywood studios. <laughs> But you love test track, yeah. I'll, I'll ride the Skyliner over from Hollywood Studios to do the sh- the uh, attractions I like at nighttime.
0: I mean, I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up Disney World c- forever. Come on, it's, it's, but, but you're right. A World Showcase wouldn't be quite as fun anymore.
2: Well, since since we're on the, the topic, I guess of of drinks at Disney World and World Showcase, right? And I guess, gosh, Hollywood Studios. Would you rather um, have drinks in Galaxy's Edge or have drinks in three World Showcase countries at Epcot?
0: Galaxy's Edge blue milk
2: you're so, you're choosing that over
1: your top three your top three world showcase countries for for drinks
0: yeah yes
1: you have to stay in one one park the entire day just to have that over having multiple rounds of three drinks in the world showcase
0: yeah I'm drinking blue milk all day at Hollywood Studios
1: how long can you survive drinking blue milk? I, we'll, we'll find out.
0: We'll find out, I guess. I mean, I, I, this, I, I feel like I, I, I got lost there by myself for about five hours and that's all I did was drink blue milk.
2: This one's really difficult. So I, am going to name my three world showcase countries to kind of give you guys a little bit of where I'm thinking. I, I have, uh, probably China, Mexico, and Pete, what are you saying? And the,
0: U- and the UK. Yeah.
2: UK for, you, I like Morocco a lot, though. But I oh, guess China, China, Mexico, and the UK versus Galaxy's Edge. And I, that is really difficult because I can go into Mexico, I can get a margarita, I can ride Grand Fiesta Tour, I can go to China, get a Tips, Ducks, and Love and you know, all the all the fun games they have there. I can go to the UK and spend time in a pub. But Galaxy's Edge has Ogas, and Ogas is tough to beat. Ogas is, is number two at Disney World for me behind Trader Sam's. And Galaxy's Edge, I I haven't I haven't tried every drink in Galaxy's Edge, I guess. And I haven't tr- of course, I haven't tried every drink in in China or UK or whatever. But I'm not gonna very I'm not gonna go too far off the off the railing. You know, I'm gonna get a margarita, I'm gonna get a Tipsy Ducks and Love, and I'm gonna get a uh, I, car bomb is usually what I do in the UK, which I can't do that I can't sustain that pace very long. So in, in Galaxy's Edge, there's at least a lot of different drinks I haven't tried. So i I'd, I'd probably pick Galaxy's Edge. But
1: I mean, Tom. At the same time, you really don't like a bunch of different drinks. You're kind of like a
2: a couple drink guy. <laughs> yeah, but but Galaxy's Edge has
0: Galaxy's a, Edge is the exception, right?
2: It, it's a little bit of the exception, but they also the I mean, a lot of their drinks are up my alley. Like I can I can I can maneuver the ones I've tried at least the ones I've tried.
1: Yeah, to answer this question, I'm gonna go World Showcase, and just because you know, honestly, I haven't been to Galaxy's Edge, so I can't really talk about the drinks. So I think I have to go with what I, what I know versus what I don't know. But hearing both these guys say they're, they're choosing galaxy's edge has me thinking. So if you haven't been to galaxy's edge, y'all need to get there,
2: you know, as soon as possible. So Pete, while we're on this, would it change your mind? If I said four countries in the world showcase, like what number of world showcase does it change your mind? 11? (laughs)
0: Like, like if you, if you compare world showcase to galaxy's edge, like, I could spend a day in either one, right? And, and and still have a pretty good time. Now, I mean, I say that Galaxy's Edge would probably get pretty old after a couple of hours, whereas World Showcase there's but I mean you're talking three countries at World Showcase, four countries at World Showcase, that would probably get pretty old after a couple hours too, right? So
1: Really quick, but three countries, all the drinks in those countries. So you're talking about Galaxy's Edge, like I mean, I'm just asking you like what do you think the amount of drinks are per country versus Galaxy's Edge?
0: Well, I mean, and I'm not even really thinking of it from a from a drinks perspective. I'm I'm just thinking of it from a you know I'm going to run out of things to do in Galaxy's Edge pretty quickly, but I don't think I'd run out of stuff to do in Galaxy's Edge as quickly as I would three countries of the world showcase, or even four countries. I think if you take the entire world showcase, maybe it you know maybe it starts to be uh, maybe it starts to be a little bit more even match.
2: If if you stuck me in Galaxy's Edge for a day. For, for the purpose of I had to have some drinks. I'm going to be building lightsabers and droids before I leave that, that day. So I'm, I'm going to be things. expensive. Yeah, It's going to be expensive. <laughs> I'm going to do things I never would have done. But but I mean, and this is getting a little off subject and we'll get back to it. But Pete, that that one day where I, I left you at Hollywood Studios, you were fine in Galaxy's Edge for multiple hours.
0: I spent the majority of my time in Galaxy. You know, I, I went, actually, I would say I spent 90% of my time in Galaxy's Edge and that was before Rise of the Resistance opened. All that was there was Smuggler's Run, which I rode a couple of times, single rider. I went into Ogas a couple of times. I drank blue milk. I mean, just wandered around. And yeah, there's 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 tons of stuff to do there. So,
2: all right, so guys, these are getting worse and worse as we go. As far as do I really want to do them? I'm gonna, I'm between two, uh, and I'm gonna let someone else take. It's number eleven on our list. I'll take number twelve. Would you rather? Only be allowed to ride Flight of Passage for the rest of your life or Rise of Resistance. So for you two, you you two have to, I mean, Matt, I mean, take a guess. You've heard about both of them. What do you, I mean, I've ridden both of them. So I have a general idea of at least what the attractions are like. Pete's only seen the hype machine for Rise of Resistance. So what do you guys think? I mean, picking right now. I'll
1: go first and I'm going to pick Flight of Passage just because I've been on a lot of attractions in Orlando and as soon as this came out, I heard it was the best attraction in Orlando, and I know Rise of Resistance is supposed to be amazing. I know that it's difficult to you know get on this attraction, but Flight of Passage to me just is like the one ride in the entire world that I cannot wait to ride. So that's why I'm picking Flight of Passage.
0: This is tough. It's do you, you know for me? It's do I take the uh, you know what I know or what I what I think I know. It would it would be a lot easier if one of these rides changed, you know, a la Soarin'. Flight of Passage had multiple pathways or something like that. It, it would be a little bit easier to pick Flight of Passage, but I, I think that I think I'm going to have to take Rise of Resistance because Matt, like you said, when Flight of Passage came out, you know, people said this is the best ride that that's ever come to Orlando. But I feel like the same people said the same thing about Rise of the Resistance, when it's operating correctly. Now, there's obviously been some, some struggles, some bugs to work out. But I think that when it's operating correctly, it, it really is the best ride in Orlando right now. So I, I think Rise of Resistance for me.
2: I am also going to pick Rise of Resistance, but this is splitting hairs. If my wife was on this podcast, she'd pick Flight of Passage. If my mom was on this podcast, she'd pick Flight of Passage. And it's not because they aren't Star Wars fans because they've watched all the movies recently. It, and the Mandalorian was great and all that jazz. It's, it's splitting hairs. I mean, it really is. They're both incredibly good attractions. I think one of
1: the important things to remember here is you don't have to be a fan of Star Wars or Avatar to enjoy these rides. And like when, when Tom said that, I know Tom's mom. Like she's never watched Avatar and she still likes Avatar over, you know, Star Wars. And it's not about, you know, where the what movie the ride came from. It's about the ride experience. And that's why I, cannot, I can't wait to ride both of them.
0: You, and you say that, and I think that brings up a good point. You look at the ride experience. Look, I, I love Pandora. I think Pandora is great. I think that the queue for Flight of Passage is great. Walking through the, the caves and then into the laboratory and then going through the, the pre-show for, uh, for Flight of Passage is, is really cool. But I think Rise of Resistance takes that to the next level, right? It really incorporates the queue and the pre-show. It's an experience. It's not just part of the queue. When you're on Flight of Passage, you're, you're waiting in that little room on a number, and that's all you're doing is you're waiting. When when you're in the queue for Rise of the Resistance and you're you're boarding a spaceship, it's it's part of the ride. It's no longer the queue at that point. And I think that's an important difference.
2: I mean, you, you would feel like, and I'm not giving away any spoilers, Rise of Resistance to me is three separate attractions you would actually feel like you're on the set of a Star Wars movie. I mean, there is no indication that you're in Disney World, that these these are Disney World cast members. They are in full character. And to Pete's point, there's no stepping on a number. Uh, There there actually is no stepping on a number at all in the attraction, uh, which is... Which is kinda of cool. So uh that's a that's a of course, Pete, you had to pick Rise of Resistance because you've ridden Flight of Passage, so you couldn't say, Oh well, I'll just take Flight of Passage. Let's go to the next one. We got three left. All
0: right. Well let's let's do uh two of these kind of go together, I think. So we'll we'll start with this. Would you rather take a three night trip and stay at a value resort? Or a one night trip and stay at and and this says contemporary, but I, I would say just a deluxe resort. Contemporary Grand Floridian or or Polynesian.
1: I think it kind of, for this question, like obviously we're talking to folks that have been at Disney a lot. You know, we've been to Disney a good good number of times and none of us have ever stayed in a deluxe resort. So I would imagine that the majority of the opinions here are going to be, let's go to that deluxe resort. And for me, that's the answer. Like the deluxe resort is where I want to go. I want to experience one of them at least once. But if I'm just taking an average trip to Disney... And I get three days at Disney, three days, you know, in on Disney property, I'm taking three days at a value. But for me right now, it's,
2: it's got to be a deluxe resort for one night. Um, this is tough because I'm the big go to Disney as many days as possible. But now that I've, I, because of the, the annual past year, I probably would say, hey, I want to go ahead and do one night in a deluxe. I'd pick Polynesian. My wife would want Grand Floridian, so it'd be one of those two probably. Actually, I might. I don't know. I could. I could do any of the three. I mean, because Contemporary is my favorite resort. Polynesian's where I most want to stay because I want to eat Ohana and then roll myself to my room. So I would probably pick the one night trip, and it would just be a different style trip. But I, I there's no wrong answer here. So we've got two left, and, and I want to end. Uh, I want to end the show on more of a Disney one. This is kind of a funny one. Would you rather sleep in your car the entire trip at a rest stop outside of Walt Disney World, or sleep in a hotel? 60 miles away from Walt Disney World. To me this is easy. It's rest it's sleeping in your car at a rest stop, right?
0: But that means you don't get to shower like the whole trip. Do you really want that?
2: I don't want to deal with I4 every day
1: coming into Disney. I mean, I, I wrote this question. I don't know how like what the closest rest stop is. <laughs> so I don't even know like Pete. I mean, how far away do you think the closest
0: rest stop is. I mean, it's got to be closer than 60 miles. I I mean is is I four really? Yeah, well, I say is I four really that bad at, at five o'clock in the morning? But Tom, what time did we get? Two o'clock in the morning. We get we got to Orlando and we sat in traffic for an hour and a half.
2: I was driving. So, yep. Uh,
0: I guess I guess there's your answer right there. I I'd rather drive the sixty miles because I'd rather have I'd rather have a less sleep. I'd rather have a bed and I'd rather be able to take a shower at night.
2: It's a tough one. I and don't no know. Ba- now I'm and, s- no,
0: and no bathroom. What are you going to do when you get back from the park? So now
2: it- I'm starting to think about it. Okay, guys, maybe I'd take the 60 miles. Maybe I'd take the 60 miles. I think it's like what 60 miles in what direction as well. Like, I don't know if
1: I-4 is the only way into Orlando. I, I haven't driven it lately. But there's there's
2: got to be another way in. So I'm going 60 miles as well. All right. Well, the final one of the night, uh, take a same kind of premise as earlier when we talked about the three night trip at a value resort. Uh, so take a one night day trip and a one, uh, take a one day trip and only go to magic kingdom or take a three day trip and go to all three of the other parks, but not magic kingdom. Go ahead, Pete. Do you have an answer?
0: I, th- I think in this case, I'm going to do all three of the other parks as much as it hurts to not do magic kingdom. I- I'm okay. I'm okay. Now I wouldn't be okay with doing this like on a permanent basis, But I think that if I'm going down to Orlando, I'd much rather do three days than one day.
2: It's really difficult because I always want to say, like I always say, you can't do Disney without doing Magic Kingdom. So that's kind of my hang up here. But I'd I'd rather take the extra days and do the other three parks. It would really be tough, you know, seeing Magic Kingdom from afar if I have to go near it. Uh, But I would take the, the three day trip with the three other parks.
1: I think for me, it just kind of boils down to when's the last time I went to Disney World and did not go to the Magic Kingdom? And I kind of want to like throw that back at you guys here in a second, but I cannot remember a time I've gone to Disney and not gone to the Magic Kingdom. And the Magic Kingdom is the most, you know, I hate, I use the word nostalgia all the time. Like longtime listeners know I use that word all the time, but like the Magic Kingdom has the most nostalgia for me and I want to get there. But it's just it's Disney in general, and three days in Disney is better
2: than one day. Is that where you guys fall on this? Well, here here's one way I guess we could have asked it too. One, one, you do a full day at Magic Kingdom, or you have one day and you park hop the other three parks. You have to park hop the other three parks.
1: That's I mean, I, Magic I, I, Kingdom. I, I,
0: you don't. Yeah, that's Magic Kingdom. I think. Yeah, that, that 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 definitely changes the answer.
1: But no, when's the last time y'all went to the, like only, or when's the last time you went to parks that weren't the Magic Kingdom, like, on a trip?
0: I've, you know, I've never, I've never been to Disney and not gone to Magic Kingdom. I've been to Orlando twice. Actually, I went to Orlando. I was down in Miami. We drove back, stayed in Orlando, the next day, and I was arguing for a day at Magic Kingdom. Really wanted a day at Magic Kingdom. Guess where we ended up going? Sea World. Let me tell you how much fun that was. So that was. That was not a good experience, but uh, no, I've never had i I've never had a Disney trip where I've not gone to Magic Kingdom.
2: I think I've done I think I've done it once or twice, maybe where I had to drive back on a Sunday and Pete was going to Magic Kingdom on a Sunday. I think I had, or no, I think I went to Magic Kingdom earlier that trip actually. I
0: the last the last trip, I don't think you went to Magic Kingdom because there were only two of us that were at Magic Kingdom on Sunday, right?
2: But I think I went on Friday when you went to Animal Kingdom.
0: Yeah, I think you did. I think you did too. I think you're right. So, so yeah, it's yeah, been it's, it's been a long time. It's been a long time.
2: Last time you went to Disney, what
1: what park did you skip? Like for me the last time I went, I skipped Animal Kingdom. And if you haven't skipped one recently, like the last time you went and skipped a park, what was it? Uh probably
2: probably I get I mean the last time I skipped a park would have been Animal Kingdom, but I don't remember when it
0: was. I mean, the last time I skipped a park was did we go to Animal Kingdom the first Mendu Disney trip? I don't yeah, think we, we went, did.
2: Yeah, we went Sunday. Did we? And we let, we had fast pass mission Everest but had to leave to go to the barbecue place.
0: That's that's right. We we cuz Flame Tree wasn't good enough. We ate at Flame Tree but there was a better barbecue place apparently. That was not as good as Flame Tree. I I don't know the last time I went to Disney World and skipped a park.
1: I feel like it was with me, Pete. I think you skipped Animal Kingdom.
0: We skipped Animal Kingdom. Yeah, that, that probably was. That probably was. Hmm. All right, well, uh, anything else to say on this? These were, these were kind of brutal, some of them. Well, let's move into the uh, trivia question secret for the, uh, for the week. What do you got, Tom?
2: So, secret of the night. Uh, did you know there are no mosquitoes in the most magical place on Earth? The park has something called the Mosquito Surveillance Program to manage it all. There are carbon dioxide traps everywhere, and once they catch the bugs, the team at Disney will freeze them to analyze the population to determine how best to eradicate them. The secret comes to us all the way from Matt – and once he sent it to me, I started really thinking about it. And you, you really don't you don't get near mosquitoes very often. So the only place, especially I've for ever had a swamp, yeah, the only place I've ever really had mosquitoes at, at Disney, uh, because I've thought about an Animal Kingdom before over between between Lion King and Flight of Passage when you walk along that what looks to be a swamp, but over at um, uh, Riverside, Port Orleans Riverside, I did have mis- I loading the load, unloading the car one night, I did have mosquitoes there, uh, but that was it.
0: I got a couple. I got a couple mosquito bites last time I was at the beach at Polly. Actually, I, I had. a I got a couple mosquito bites there.
1: Based on my research, this only includes the parks, not necessarily the resort. So that that might explain that because I've got mosquito bites before at a resort as well.
2: So going to the trivia question for last week, there was some debate on. A one amongst the men, the men on the podcast here, but also on Twitter, we had some people asking for clarification. So the question was how many Academy Awards did Walt Disney win? Um, Disney received more Academy Awards and nominations than anyone else. Uh, he won 22 Academy Awards and was nominated 59 times between the years of 1932 and 1969, giving him more Oscar wins and nominations than anyone else. Uh, one neat fact about that as well. At 19 at the 1938 Oscars, Disney was presented with one normal size, uh, statue, plus uh, seven miniature ones for Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. So that, uh, 22 was the answer. Uh, we had a few people get it correctly, uh, hit it correct, and that was kind of a tough one. And we, we actually spent some time learning about this after our last episode. Uh, so good job for the people who got this one right. Appreciate the participation uh, through Twitter and email. Now going to the trivia question of this week, what farm animal does Disney also employ to help manage their mosquito surveillance program across the property? Um, so there, there's a lot that goes to this answer, but I'm just looking for the farm animal and I'll fill in the rest. There is, is why they use this farm animal. So you can tweet us at at podcast or email us at Mendoowdw at gmail.com. We look forward to everyone's participation.
0: All right, well, that's all we've got this week. Please tune in next week for some more Disney magic. Look for us on the Twitter at Podcast. If you have any suggestions, questions, or comments, please tweet us or email us at Mendoowdw at Also, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing you have, your time. We'll see you next week.